everybody. This is Virgin, aka okay. Gigi. And Sorry. I'm Victoria. And I'm Mika. And this is A Word at the Table. Are we doing um bag of questions or something? Or are oh, we doing yeah. what are we doing? No, we should do bag of questions. I don't have any questions. <laughs> I don't either. I mean, I didn't. I don't. I mean, I don't the know. internet is a thing. Seriously, we haven't. <laughs> oh God, this cough. So we have it on a drive, right? I yeah, think. it is. But it's like it's one of those questions that I'm like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm gonna start bringing the bag back. I, I stopped that. I don't know. All right, I, I'll put the bag again because I like the shaking of the bag. <laughs> Random question. We you can ask the, a Nigerian. The, <laughs> we can do the, the sound effect of bags. Oh, you want to dance? Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> or just from, from a little paper. Take a little mm-hmm. dirty. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, I was about to. I thought you couldn't find it. I was about to say, do you guys want to do the Kendrick Lamar uh, article? Did anyone read it? No one read it. Okay. I didn't read it. Oh, girl, I, I'm so sleep deprived. Okay. It was just about him talking about how churches don't talk about, like, the discipline side of God and mm-hmm. how, like, people always want to talk about this, like, happy, go-lucky, you know, I love you all the time, God, but they don't really talk about, like, discipline and, you know, and how sometimes God can actually send something that's not a blessing just so that you learn from it type of thing. That's, what, that's did, what he was talking about. When when did Kendrick get spiritual? He Who knows? Was, I don't know. Yeah, I know. I I read it, but I mean, I agree with that too. I think TV evangelism is definitely flowers, and everything is positive. Mm-hmm. Um, it's because their market, you know, yeah. like these are people who don't no shade to anybody who like really goes and like really goes hard for the TV evangelists. But th- these are people who don't actually get up and go to church. They like watch their TV evangelists yeah. while they're doing other things and they think that it's okay. So it's just like these people are not like deep deep in it. Like it's mm-hmm. kind of like you're just trying to like coax them in. So it's kind of yeah. like it's like inspirational messages. Yeah. Like inspirational speakers. Yeah. Kind of it's very like and it's not surface all TV, deep. I shouldn't say that. It's not all TV evangelists, but I think most, most of them. That's what mm-hmm. it's like. Hello, friend. God loves you. And, you know. Yeah. And not necessarily that it's not true. It is true. But I guess at the same time, it's like when you're trying to like get people to know about God. I don't think you necessarily talk about that disciplinary side right off the bat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah, and I guess it's just like a parent too. Like as a parent, like you love your kid. Your kid might want to eat marshmallows and candy and soda all day, but at the end of the day, you're gonna tell them no. Like you're gonna discipline them. You're gonna be like, no, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. So just the same way, your parent loves you, but they discipline you at the same time. So multifacets. Yeah, but that discipline side, they don't really talk about. Which I actually agree. I think they don't. And I think it's not just disciplining, like, um, sometimes it's just, uh, when I think about the, I don't want to attack TV evangelists, but we can say the church, (laughs) they Mm -hmm. say, like, they talk about um, God's love, but they don't talk about... uh, God's wrath. Yeah, and also, like, the Christian walk is a cakewalk. It's easy. Like, if you're a Christian, everything's easy to you. But that's not true. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's a complete opposite. Yeah. I feel like living as a Christian is more of a struggle. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. 
Because yeah. it's like, you know better. You know, it, you're like that kid. I remember um, a good friend of mine. Uh, I'm not, like, we're, we're somewhat cool still. Like, we're not as close as we used to be. But, like, she was always the party goer. Like, always going out. And her sister, it's only her and her sister. And her sister would, like, always come home, do her work or whatever. And she was like, once her sister went out, her mom was like, oh, my God. I can't believe you went out, blah, blah, blah. But mind, mind you, the other sister would be out all day, every day. But that's always what she does. So, I think it's kind of the same concept where it's like, you know what's right and what's wrong and it's i feel like you're going to be put at a standard of like you should be mm-hmm. being a, an example mm-hmm. so uh yeah so i think the christian walk is like harder just in the sense of the fact that we know better and it's just trying to battle you know the flesh versus what you mm-hmm. know is right mm-hmm. so yeah. i think it's and even yeah. when sometimes like even when you do everything right it doesn't mean that things will go right for you mm-hmm. exactly that's another piece yeah. to it too i think people think that once they become a christian all these blessings are gonna come yay it's like no it's not gonna come like that like it's not yeah, gonna come it may the way. come it may not exactly yeah. and you have to just be okay with it okay with the fact that it may not come and that whatever you were thinking your little plan is nowhere in comparison to god's plan mm-hmm. so i think that's another part of it too and I, I struggle with that because i feel like i like knowing when i like control so it's like not knowing and just trusting god has been a journey for me yeah because yeah. i want to do everything my way i'm like no that's gonna be my boo i like him I'm like no it's not gonna mm-hmm. happen mm-hmm. yeah so, yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, let me uh, do these random questions. Yeah. What would be harder for you to do? To tell someone you love them or to tell... <clears throat> or that you do not love them back? Not that you don't love them back, I guess. Wait, in a scenario where I'm telling them that I love them, do I actually love them? Yeah, why yeah. would you lie about that? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't get the question. Like, yeah. would, would, it, would, would it be hard um, for you to admit your feelings that you like someone or <clears throat> that, you know, oh, I see that you just bared your soul to me, but I, I don't I don't like you. I, don't I like think that's hard. I think that's harder because that's, that's like, it, that's harder, but I would not, I would, out of the two, of course, I would tell the person whoever I love, I would tell them that I love them. Mm-hmm. But like telling someone that I love them and I didn't mean it, I feel like that's colder. Because they're going to think that, you know, you're down with them or whatever the case is. And that's not the case. And they might think, I don't know, they might start having like future plans and I'm trying to <laughs> pack mm-hmm. myself and go. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I think it's um harder to tell somebody I love them, honestly. Like, in a sense where I don't know how you feel about me. And I'm just like... Because, like, for a girl, rejection's way harder, you know? It's That's like, true. yeah, like, we don't get it's rejected. Guys, yeah, guys get rejected all the time. Yeah. So they're used to yeah. hearing no. They're it's just, like, what you mean, girl? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like if you love somebody, if you're that close to someone and you really love them, I feel like that's it's already evident that you do. Mm. No? I mean, yes, saying it with your words is hard. Yes, but it, should, it, it shouldn't be a shocker that I love you. <laughs> Like, it should be someone, someone should see, like, okay, like, she does certain things for me or whatever the case is. I know there's that, Mm -hmm. that, that's there. She just maybe never said it. So, I feel like it wouldn't be, like, a shock or it wouldn't be confusion. Hopefully. Pick a number from, oh, sorry. You have to repeat that question. Pick a number from 2 to 40, Gigi. 37. Girl. All right. Um... 
Do you like to shop? <laughs> um, sometimes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> How was your number? Mika. <laughs> 27. Tell me about a mistake you made. Oh, God. Ooh. <laughs> a mistake? That could be so anything, like yeah. the shirt, the shirt I wore today, or the boyfriend I dated for three years. That could be anything. Mm. You know what I mean? <laughs> you could go deep, or we can go like, yeah, the lipstick saying. I bought. It didn't, it wasn't, it didn't match my complexion. <laughs> Why? I mean, I guess <laughs> I have, like a mistake. a mistake I made and learned from. That would be a good thing to share. I don't know. That question takes a lot. Of time. I know. And then I- also, too, you could even go on the other end. Like there are no mistakes. Mm, I don't know. Yo, I mean, I know I thought, what I mean. Like I mean in life, like yeah. you learn from everything. Like it's not, it's not for granted. Like oh, yes, I see what you're saying. yeah, yeah. like yes, everything. But mm-hmm. I think you know. Yeah, I, I call mistakes mistakes. I don't have regrets, but I like if I made a mistake, I'm like, yeah, that was that was a mistake. Mm. Um, Who told me to buy that timeshare? Mm-hmm. Mistake. Ah. Uh. You're right there. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think of something that like I can't think has of a good conclusion. Can I pick another question? Oh yeah, let's pick another question. Twenty five. Which is your favorite part of the human face and why? Ooh. The human face. Yeah, this is oh, hard. Um, Ed Sheeran said, like, when you fall in love someone, with somebody, you should fall in love with their smile and their eyes because those never never fade. Like, those don't get old. Oh, my God. I was thinking about my, the yeah. eyes or the smile. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh. that is deep. I don't really like the face. What? Particularly. <laughs> so what, what are you into? What? So what do you look at? Because not, yeah, no. Like, the face? I don't Nothing think I about the face? That's like the that's one thing like, I'm attracted to. Any I guy. guess the jawline, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, but that changes with age. Yeah. Or with a beard. Yeah. Yeah. Just a yeah. random thing. A I, but I think the jawline. No, a good jawline is yeah. like very manly. Like um. Oh, and the opposite sex. Yeah, the opposite. Uh, sex. I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm like, why would you care? About I like my jaw. You do? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I, I, when I think of a jaw, jaw, I think of a manly jaw. Yeah. The chin. Yeah. Cause like um there's some basketball player, he has like a really good beard on the right and there was like a picture of him. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. I don't know his name he's either. Yeah, he's dark skinned with like the most gorgeous yes. beard. And then there was like a picture of him with his beard off and I was like, Dear God Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, why? Beard is makeup for God. Yo mm-hmm. legit, it really is. Yeah. And like it just made him look stronger, like he's just like, you know, but like when he had the beard off, he looked so frail. <laughs> Mm. He looks so bad. I don't know what his name is, but yeah. All right, so I guess that's it. Do I just go into the topic? Yeah. Topic. topic. Yeah. So I get these um prayers sent to my email every day or whatever, and um she writes down her prayers and you know it's like kind of inspirational and stuff like that. So I read them. Her name is Carol. Okay. Yeah, it's just, I don't know how I got onto her mailing list, but she's just like, good morning, brothers and sisters. I pray to you from da-da-da-da. I'm just like, okay, girl. And um, a couple of days ago, she was like, maybe not be like the sons of Aaron 
and help us to have holy fear and respect for your holiness so that we will not be presumptuous and disobedient in your lifestyle and our daily walk. What? Oh, like, who is she talking about? And there's so many small characters in the Bible that we just glaze over. So I decided to, you know, do my little investigation on um, the sons of Aaron, Moses's brother. You know, like okay. he had a, like a sister and a brother, right? Mm -hmm. Or was that just the movie? Did he have a sister as well? He did have a sister because that was the person who put him in the basket. Right. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, oh, I do remember okay, in the movie. No, I do, I know, I remember the, the sons, Aaron's sin. yeah, sons, sons, the priests, right? I think they were priests, yeah. like they had jobs to praise the um, praise God and stuff like that. So, mm -hmm. this is what I got, you know, from doing my little research on I'm gonna butcher their names, but Nadab mm -hmm. and Nibihu, Nibihu. Right? Sure. Okay. okay. So, <laughs> so these two boys, they were young men, and they took God for granted. These two names will be imprinted on your mind, serving as warning as to what happens when you don't take God seriously. These two men took and offered strange fire before the Lord. I'm not sure what strange fire is, but like they say that the book of Leviticus, because that's where this story derives from, the book of Leviticus is all about rules and how to worship God. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm probably going to repeat myself like as I continue reading. Um, so the fire came out. So the strange fire that they came to present to God, like as a sacrifice and mm -hmm. stuff like that, it came out from the presence of the Lord and consumed them. So it kind of backfired and they died right then on the spot Ooh. from, yeah, from the fire, the bad <laughs> fire that they, they um, presented to the Lord. And it was like this in the ceremony that everybody was there to witness. Uh -huh. Aaron saw his two sons die right there in front of his face. Uh -huh. And for some of me reading it, like Moses was super, let me not say that because I wasn't there. But like Moses didn't seem to have sympathy for the boys. Like, oh my gosh, he wasn't in shock. He was just like, oh, well, this happened because this, that, and the third. And then Aaron fell silent, you know? He, um, if I remember correctly, he did, he was sympathetic to his family being um getting killed by god and mm -hmm. i think he asked god to spare aaron's life because god oh. wanted to destroy aaron too oh my goodness um and then he, he took away his speech I yeah aaron fell silent yeah. so i thought it was just like i'm not gonna say anything i didn't know god took away his speech i believe if I'm, mm. if I'm remembering the story correctly. There's a lot of interpretation yeah. when it comes to, to verses and stuff like that. So, like, mm -hmm. the verse Aaron fell silent might be, yo, that's when God... Because, like, yeah. I remember when God hardened um, Pharaoh's heart. Like, it, the verse itself was like, oh, and then God turned away from Pharaoh or something like that. Something like... And somebody was like, oh, that was Pharaoh's last chance. Like, it was it was done for him. Like, that, that, yeah. that was the moment when God was like, all right, you're just not going to see this ever again. So, like, there's a lot of interpretation when it comes to verses like that. So, what do you think the lesson is there? Oh, I was going to ask you. You don't have, like, the biblical text? Oh, Can you sure. read it? Sure, I actually do. Let me uh, have to look it up. But it's, uh, it's Levit Leviticus 10, verse 1 to 11. I'll read it. That would help. Are we busting out the Bibles? Bible apps. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Leviticus 10, verse 1 through 11. Aaron's sons took their 
censers put fire in them and added incense. And they offered unauthorized fire before the Lord, contrary to his command. So fire came out from the presence of the Lord and consumed them, and they died before the Lord. Moses then said to Aaron, This is what the Lord spoke when he said, Among those who approach me, I will be proved holy. In the sight of the people, I will be honored. Aaron remained silent. Moses summoned Mishael and Eliphasan, sons of Aaron's uncle Uzli. I'm not making these names easy. And said to them, come here, carry your cousins outside the camp, away from the front of the sanctuary. So they came and carried them, still in their tunics, outside the camp, and as Moses ordered. Then Moses said to Aaron, as his sons Eleazar and Ithamar, do not let your hair become unkempt and do not tear your clothes or you will die. And the Lord will be angry with the whole community. But your relatives and all the Israelites may mourn for those the Lord destroyed in the fire. Do not leave the entrance of the tent of the meeting or you will die because the Lord's anointing oil is on you. So they did as Moses said. Then the Lord said to Aaron, you and your sons are not to drink wine or other fermented drinks, whether you go into the tent of the meeting or you will die. This is the last ordinance for the generations to come so that you can distinguish between holy and the common, between the clean and unclean, and so that you can teach the Israelites all the decrees that the Lord has given them through Moses. Amen. Mm -hmm. So what did you guys get from that passage? I got a couple of things, but, you know, just going to... Uh... Go ahead. I mean, I think for me, it's um, like you should not offer sacrifices or worship to God that is unworthy mm -hmm. um, because you are punished for that. Mm -hmm. So like when you come to God, your worship, your sacrifices should be honest. Yeah. yeah. And um, what I got from that, that's a very good point. Um, what I got from that is basically like, when you look back, you should be grateful for what you have right now. Mm. It's kind of like when you read stories of, like, back in the day and, like, you know, back in the day slavery. Like, oh, this is what we had to do. And, da, 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 da. and like, it makes you grateful for the blessings that you have now. Because mm -hmm. everything, everything was done so meticulously in fear of being separated from god like mm. like because yeah. jesus didn't come yet because you didn't have the sacrificial lamb yet um you had to abide by the law and the law was so strict and god said hey this is going to be super strict because i need you to distinguish between the holy and the common and the unclean and the clean like you guys don't have that distinct i didn't send my son yet so there's no gray area with me. Like, mm -hmm. I am God, you know? There's no confusion. Yeah, like, like I'm like, you're not going to understand all my rules. You're not going to know why. Why can't I have messy hair? Like, there's so, like we're right now we're in, like, such favor with God mm -hmm. or whatever, right? That yeah. you can literally come as you are, and it's mm -hmm. fine, you know? Like, like there's, like, there's... Uh, am I wrong for saying there's not such a separation? There's not, like, such a wall? It's true. I mean, you know? yeah. And I think also... In the Old Testament, when we, when the people were living under the law, it was like they had the law and this was the line that they should not cross. Mm -hmm. So they didn't have that love relationship with God or any relationship mm -hmm. with God. This was, oh, this is the line I shouldn't cross, so I'm going to do everything 
and get as close to that line as I can mm-hmm. before I cross over. Like, exactly. So that I don't cross over. Mm-hmm. But I think like in our like living under grace after Jesus died for our sins, like it's more it's it's more about it's more than just do's and don'ts and laws that you shouldn't mm-hmm. break. It's more about relationship. It's a relationship, yeah. yeah. When you said that, you know, that law they don't want to cross, like they're close to it, I literally think, I really thought of like playing with fire and the fact that they were like yeah. And it's like, I feel like that's like what the enemy wants. Like he mm. wants you to be like close to it. Like he's like a little crack. And he's mm. like, play with it, play with it, play yeah. with it. So I think that that's, yeah, that's right. And that, that's in our nature. Like, if somebody tells you, like, the speed limit is 30 miles per hour, yeah. you know, well, you're like, well, if I go 45, oh my no, gosh. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were going to say, like, 32, yeah. Or if I go, like, if I could go, like, 29.5, I'm not at 30 yet. It's yeah. like, and I think that's, but that's not the point of a relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Like He's not telling you find ways where you don't break my law. Mm-hmm. It's like no, you have to just love Him and honor Him with your life. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so it's like you would think looking at it, oh, these people, you know, all they have to do is like take like if they did something wrong, they would have to take a goat and kill it, and boom, you know, live, live your life or whatever, right? Like you don't have to like constantly be 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 dragged down by the guilt of you know like oh this and that like you know you have to like look in your heart and stuff like that like it's like a more intrinsic nature with when it, when it comes to our relationship with god and then they're just like okay just don't kill anybody and like if you do mess up just you know sacrifice, sacrifice a lamb but, and then you know do your steps and you're good you, you know? know like say like as you're saying that i'm thinking like sacrifice,ing a lamb even though that sounds like oh yeah i just kill a lamb so easy but it's messy <laughs> it's really oh. messy um and lambs are innocent animals mm-hmm. like i think i, I think when you're killing them they too. don't they don't um they don't make sounds like they just allow you to kill them Aww. yeah they just die quietly um so i think it's that too it shows you like the messiness of your sins mm-hmm. maybe there's like some symbols there mm-hmm. and it's like uh, even i remember uh, i was reading somewhere probably in genesis um once and i like they they did all, all this at the altar like, like the altar is not a pretty place like we know the altar to mm-hmm. today it's like you're killing animals and sprinkling blood and burning animal fat and it's like mm-hmm. it's not really a pleasant place um but yeah, I'm grateful that I don't have to mm-hmm. <laughs> do that kind of sacrifice. But I think that's... I think the lambs are grateful. Yeah, and that's something that we should take into consideration. Like, when we confess our sins, like, we don't have to pay it because God already... Uh, Jesus already mm-hmm. paid that debt for us, but we should recognize how much... Mm-hmm. it, Like, what, the, what that debt was that we don't owe. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Yeah, and how grateful we should be. Exactly. That makes me think about the story with Cain... And like his sacrifice mm. and how God was just like really, <laughs> like, yeah. like, like you know whatever you were trying to. I think I forgot what he sacrificed, but it wasn't. It was something that wasn't. Um, it was just like yeah, yeah. And then pick the best, right? <laughs> yeah. And did he have more? Yeah. Yeah. Cain was like wealthier than his brother, but his brother was like, nah, I'm gonna just like, you know, like he gave his like his best one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah. 
So the book of Leviticus, I'm going to repeat myself. Um, the book of Leviticus is chock full of re um, regulations and instructions about sacrifices and the correct way to slaughter animals. Leviticus is about holiness and the and the holiness of God and how we should, how he should be worshipped. When ordinary people came to worship him, it was hidden behind a veil and they could not see his glory. In comparison to the rules that people had before we should feel blessed that we have the holy spirit the law was strict and jesus came to fulfill the law it's so it was back then it was so easy to be separated from god and the law was there to distinguish to distinguish between holy and common some of the testaments holds true today in proverbs 28 verse 9 it says if anyone turns a deaf ear to my instructions even their prayers are detestables so mm. proverbs is still the new testament but like you know that kind of like holds true to today you know like if old testament. yeah did i say old or you said I, new my bad I, the proverbs <laughs> is still in the old testament but it still holds true today because it's like if you're sure the law is not as strict as it was before you know jesus sacrifice but if you are completely separated from god who's to say that even your prayers aren't detestable from it like you know like even though i'm not as strict as i was before like you there's still there's still yeah. protocol you know like 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 in the play that we did um neskin wrote a line where it's like jesus didn't come to abolish the law he came to fulfill it right. you know so okay. it's not like it's not like they don't hold true at it anymore. It's just that, like, it's not mm -hmm. as... You, th am I making sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, um, that's it. That's all I have. Yeah, and I mean, and even, like, if you think about something as simple as God telling you to have faith, like, when you're praying, you need to make sure you have that faith that your prayer is going to be fulfilled. Like, if you don't have that faith, you'll have, like, deaf ears to mm -hmm. your prayer. Mm -hmm. So... And, and I think also, like, even if you don't have the faith, you should be honest. Like, God, I don't have the faith. Mm -hmm. yeah, like, fill me up. Yeah. With, yeah. Speaking of faith, Oda right? what do you guys, I know we, none of us are moms, Oda right? but what, how do you guys feel about forcing kids into religion? Forcing? Forcing. I mean, I think, I mean, I think it's in Ephesians where it says, um, like, teach children and the ways that they should go, and when they grow, they won't depart from. Teaching is one thing, but like... I mean, what is force? What do you mean by forcing? Forcing is you have, a you have a teenager or a young adult in your mm -hmm. household, and it's like, oh, we have a... Um, like, I know it's Friday night, but I want you to come to church. I don't want to, because I have, like, things to do. No, mm -hmm. you're coming to church. Actually, I don't think anything is wrong with that. You're a teenager. Like, what about you're not a young adult? grown person. What about a young adult, like a 20-year-old? No. Like, I think to that point, you should be able to make your own decisions. Like, yeah. as a teenager, you're still, like, bopping around. Like, yeah, but, like, guy. somebody who's, like, on the cusp of, like, a legitimate adulthood. adulthood. Like, I'm not yeah. talking about, like, a like a five-year-old. You make no decisions in this house yeah. or whatever, right? But I'm talking about, like, somebody who, like, I have a semblance of who I am and stuff like that, and you're telling me I have to do these things. I'm still living in your house. I have to do these things. And it's like, oh, no, we're doing an all-night prayer vigil. You're coming. 
No, you're coming. That, you're giving that, me your that, blessings. That, that, that's the issue. Yeah. 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 Do you still get the blessings even you do not want to be there? So. You are sleeping. No, you are not. I don't like, think so. it's in vain, right? Yeah. yeah. And I think, like, if you. I think all of those things, or even going to church, like, that has nothing to do with being a Christian. Mm-hmm. We go to church to fellowship with people who are, like, who serve the same God, worship in the same ways, and to, like, fellowship with each other. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that, like, if you decide that church is not for you, you're not going to go to heaven. Like, if you're oh, kid, yeah. if your kid, um, like, says, or not kid, or adult kid says, I don't want to go to church, and... Like he's or her, she's she's of age of uh, like she knows herself and she, that's her decision. I think you should just leave it alone. Yeah, because you're forcing be forced, them to go. Yeah. yeah, you're forcing. It's not you're just wasting everyone's yeah. time. Yeah, because you, you can't can get yourself in a bad mood too, like or not in the right place to even go to church. Because you're oh my god, yeah. right? That's okay, a, unless you have topic. small kids. <laughs> Small kids, yes, you look after your kids yeah, and make yeah, sure yeah. that they're not, like, you know, electrocuting themselves uh-huh. and stuff like that. But, like, when you have teenagers and young adults and stuff like that, and you're, like, worried about what they're doing, look at me, look at me, yeah, you know, yeah. like, come on, you pay attention, right, you know, right. like, you yeah. pay attention, like, you're, yeah. you're, you're distracting yourself from the blessing that you can get, because mm-hmm. you're looking after your grown, grown child, right. okay? like, exactly. I see parents do that all the time, like, their teenagers are in church, they're sitting with a group of friends, but instead of them praying, they're, like, you know, trying to get, like, throwing something at the kid, yeah. like, throwing a pen, trying to get there. Like, no, Attention. just... Yeah. yeah. Yes, they shouldn't be doing yeah. that. Don't, like, like wait look at them. Yeah. And talk to them about it. Like, you can discipline them when you get home. Mm-hmm. You can tell them before you walk into church, listen, I know you do mm-hmm. this every Sunday. Don't do it this way. But I think in the service, like, you should just be... Focused yeah, focused on, on worship. you. Focus yeah. on you. Let that be the usher's job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah, that's your job. Yeah, yeah like, oh. I agree. Yeah, because then you're not even you're not even hearing what God is trying to tell yeah. you because you're too busy. You're not yeah. being you're not being reciprocal. You're not being reci- reciprocal. Receptive, receptive, receptive. Is it reciprocal? Like no, I'm talking about like a like a a vessel. No, it's a word. It's a noun. <laughs> it's a noun. Like you're not being reciprocal. Whatever. You're not being like a vessel that is able to reciprocate, um, receive yeah. the blessing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm running on two hours of sleep. <laughs> so, and I just had like a crap load of sugar. So, um, yeah. Yeah. So you're, you're not doing that. You're too busy being a parent. Yeah. You know, you can't, you can't do both right now. Like you just be mm-hmm. there with your God. And I don't know why parents think like, their it's like you you inherit their like faith or their like relationship with God. It's like you can't push that onto something. Like they're gonna have their own relationship with God. Like your mm-hmm. kids are gonna have their own relationship. Like you can't just force your kids to think like, oh, this is gonna be passed on to you because it was passed on to me and I was a deacon and whatever thing is. No, your no. your child has their own relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And like when they decide to be on that walk, that's when they decide to do it. Mm-hmm. So you have yeah. to understand. You have to like believe in the prior of pr- power of prayer. Like if you don't have a child, if you if you don't have a child that's like you know like has an active prayer life and an active spiritual life and stuff like that, I don't think forcing them is gonna help the situation. If anything, that'll probably just turn them away even more because you're mm-hmm. making it a chore. You know. Yep. 
That you have to believe in the power of your own prayer. You know? I agree with that completely. Yeah. All right, then. So in conclusion, your offering to God can be rejected if it's in the wrong intentions. And two, there may be times when you must strategize and prepare for God's plan. Thanks again for listening to A Word at the Table.